Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. with you this Sunday on this beautiful, gorgeous Mother's Day. And hey, I want to share with you something real quick before we greet each other. Check up here on the screen. Setting the stage a little bit for what we're going to read. This is the story of Hannah. And Hannah was a, a lady in the Old Testament who struggled with infertility. And it took her years and years and years before God blessed her with a baby. And, uh, and when he did bless her, she gave birth to Samuel. And so what's amazing about Hannah was is God blessed her and she immediately, immediately gave Samuel back to God. She dedicated his life for God. And so she says this in the book of 1 Samuel, then Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord and in the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth, my mouth boasts over my enemies for I delight in your deliverance. There's no one holy like the Lord. There's no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Let's say it again. There is no one like our God. Amen. This morning, do you believe that this morning? Man, let's just rejoice in him today. Well, hey, I hope this isn't the first time you've heard it today, but happy Mother's Day. And that's mothers, grandmas, aunts. You know what? We're just going to blanket that to every lady in here. Whether you're a mother or not, you are special. And this day is all about you. And if it's not, then you need to make it all about you. You need to declare in the name of the Lord, I get a nap today. You're, someone else is cooking for me today. Come on now, right? Take it, ladies. Take it. Now, hey, I want you to find someone around you. If you know they're a mom, I want you to say happy Mother's Day to them. And whoever it is, just greet someone around you. Make them feel warm and welcome today with a smile, a wave, maybe even a fist bump. And when you're done, go and have a seat. And hey, while everybody in the room is greeting each other, I just want to extend a special greeting and wish everyone at Real Life Church Online a very happy Mother's Day. We're just so glad you're here with us today, worshiping, and we just want to celebrate you. So if you're online right now, throw up those likes, throw up those hearts. I want you to interact with each other in the comments and be looking for some links today to click on. And while we're winding down here in the room, hey, everyone in the room, can we just make everyone at Real Life Church Online feel super welcome this morning? Go ahead. Let them know we're here. Yeah, we're just so stoked that you're worshiping with us online as we're here, KT. So good, so good. Well, hey, welcome to Real Life Church. If you are brand new, it is our honor that you're spending part of your weekend here with us, especially Mother's Day. What an awesome day. And if you're a mom, a grandma, or, or just an influential woman in your family's life and you brought some people here, man, God sees that. God's going to bless that today. We're just so honored that you did that. And if you're brand new, online or in the room, brand new, never been here before, I want to get, I want to invite you to get your phone out at this time. It's okay to get your phone out now, maybe not later, and I want you to text RL new to 97,000. And when you do that, a member of our connection team will just reach out to you at some point this week. And when I say reach out, no one from Real Life Church ever shows up at your doorstep. Can I get a hallelujah for that? All you introverts out there like, thank God, that's awkward. But no, seriously, we want to reach out to you digitally this week. We want to check in on you. We want to make sure you had an awesome Mother's Day here at Real Life Church. Make sure you felt welcomed here at Real Life Church. We want to answer any questions that you might have about Real Life Church and maybe most importantly of all, how can we be praying for you and your family this week. It's truly our honor that you're here. So I'd love for you to get out your phone and do that now. And if you're in the room and you're brand new, please don't leave today without stopping by our new here booth. We want to meet you. We want to give you just a small gift as our way of saying thanks for being here today. And one last thing before I move on, I want you to be thinking about this today. I want you to be praying about this today. What would, what could, what could God do in your life if you're brand new and you gave him the next three Sundays to come back, worship with us, hear a good word at Real Life Church. What could God do? I'm not going to twist your arm, not going to beat you up on that. I just want you to think about that and really be praying about that today. Because I, I think, I might even go a little step further. I know that God can open up some awesome doors in your life. 
because he loves you that much. And there's a lot of people here that love you and want to care about you and just get to know you too. Okay? Sound good? You'll think on that? You'll think on that. That's cool. All right. Hey, guys, check this out. Real Life Church is a church on a mission. It's one of my favorite things about being here, guys. So, uh, what sold my wife and I away at the very beginning was the mission of this church. We were searching for a place that cared about the community, that cared about Cass County in general and beyond. We exist to see people that are far from God to discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way we say that sometimes, we're a church for the unchurched. So I just, I have a feeling that either online or in this room, maybe there's somebody that your first experience with God, maybe in a super long time or maybe ever, was this morning when you clicked a link or when you walked in this door, when you had that, that powerful woman in your life, whether it was a mom, a grandma, or just someone that means a lot to you that said, hey, will you come to church with me today? Will you click this link for me today? I'm telling you what, guys, we exist for you. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to come to Real Life Church. Can I get an amen on that? I'll say amen on that. Praise God, right? Here's the other thing. You know, some people love God and have been burned by church before. Again, this is a place for you. And I'll even speak to the people that you're rocking and rolling, man. You know what God's done for you. And you're just looking for a new home. Maybe you're new to the area. You're in between churches. You're just not sure where God has you. I love the spectrum of people that we just love and reach out to each and every week here at Real Life Church. And so I just want to encourage you, wherever you fall on that, you're welcome here. And I just believe God has you here for a reason this morning. I'm just going to say it. God has you here for a reason this morning. All right. So uh, if you have someone in your life too, that's close to you, but far from God, I want you to be thinking about them and praying about them this week. Okay. And see about getting them out to fill these empty chairs. Right. I I'm going to seal a line for Pastor Sean. Please, please don't hate me, brother. But every, every empty chair in here represents a person, right? A person that needs Jesus. So think about that this week. Again, pray on that. Who's been blessed by the songs that made us? Have we had some church the last few weeks? Right. Come on, yes, we have, man. The music's so good. I'm a music guy. So like anytime we're, we're focusing on the music and stuff, it's just like so powerful. The message has been great. The songs have been powerful. And we are going to end just huge today. We're going to wrap up this series. You know, we have stuff in our lives, and this stuff isn't always bad, but we have stuff that stresses us. And we have stuff that just consumes us, consumes our thoughts, the day-to-day, -day, the minutia of everyday life, right? What would happen, though, if right now you just turn that off? And what happened if you plugged into God's playlist and you were ready to receive a blessing this morning? What would happen? I hope you do that because you're going to find out as we wrap up in a big way on this awesome Mother's Day, the songs that made us. Check it out. We're glad you're here. so glad that you are here today. I'm excited that you are spending your Mother's Day with us as we lean in and honor um, all of the women who have made us, who poured their lives into us to make us who we are today. So did you know that Mother's Day is actually the day of the year with the least amount of crimes committed historically kind of across? I know, right? It's kind of crazy when you think about what happens when all those moms are at home taking the day off from all that crime, right? No, I'm just but seriously, that was, um, yes, that's a good one. I'm excited. I stole it. I'm not that funny. Um, but excited to conclude this series, The Songs That Made Us. I hope it's been an encouragement to you like it has been to me. I mean, we came straight out of Easter walking out of the grave with Jesus, okay? And then went right in the next week to walk on the water with Peter, okay? So that was just incredible. We got a little glimpse of heaven with I Can Only Imagine. And then we went down to the depths and did some work to let it be well with our souls. And last week, we just just stripped it all away in the heart of worship to give everything back to God, giving him his breath back. So have these songs been, has this been encouraging to you guys today? God's in your heart? Yeah. 
I know. I hope he is writing a new song on your heart today. And again, it's an extreme honor to get to share with you all today as we are celebrating the moms and the grandmas and the aunts and the sisters and the mentors and all of the women who were champions in our lives, champions to us to make us who we are today. Um, so I'm just excited about that. You know, it's kind of funny that life doesn't always go exactly how you have it planned, right? Some days you wake up and you're like, this just isn't it, maybe. You know, the kids are going crazy. I can't keep up with the house. It's a mess. My work is like piling up to where it just falls over and takes me over. And I can tell you when you're trying to work from home with your spouse together, they might just be straight up driving you crazy. All right. Right. Can I get any amens on that? No. They're like, get back to work. You boo. Sean loves it when we're all home together. He's, he's a homebody, but um, I can tell you something that didn't go exactly planned. So last week I was actually doing some dishes. It's not a, a regular daily habit for me, but I was doing cleaning up some things in the kitchen and underneath some dishes on the counter, I found some flowers and I was like, oh, Sean's up in his Mother's Day game. Like we're getting some flowers early. This is awesome. I took those things. I cut them. They were looking a little sad, put them in a vase. And I was like, man, all right, happy Mother's Day to me. And then I showed up to church a couple days later and saw them in um, as a prop in the video that you all saw last week inviting you to Mother's Day. So I knew where I stood on that one, but he would he redeemed himself. He got me a nice big flowering thing. The house is all clean. He did, he did his work to make up for it, so it was good. But didn't quite go exactly how he or I had planned, maybe. But I think if some of us were going to be really honest today, we might say, you know, this just isn't exactly where I thought I'd be. Maybe my best days are behind me. You know, we're busy running from one thing to the next, to work, to taking the kids to school, to practice, to games, to, you know, the grocery store. Everywhere we go, we're running, running, busy, busy, busy. And you might feel like, you know what, I've kind of lost that blessing in my life. But don't you remember those days when you were like, man, I cannot wait to get married. I can't wait to marry this guy. You're all excited about it. You're pumped. Man, every single picture that came home from school, you hung it on the fridge for those kids. You were just excited. You're like, man, I love every single thing that you do. Um, you know, you went and you had so much excitement when your spouse came home for work or you got up in the morning and you're like, I am going to go to work today. I'm so excited. I got this job. You're pumped about it. You remember those days? Because I think there's a question that God's been putting on my heart and kind of working in me to say, and I want you to kind of think on it today. And it's this, do you remember when you prayed for the things you have now? They want that to settle in. You remember those prayers. You remember that moment when you were just leaning in, you're like, God, I need this thing in my life. Do you remember when you prayed for the things you have now? You prayed so diligently for a spouse. God, raise up a godly man or woman. Let's, you know, I can't wait to be with that person. I'm going to be looking good up there at the altar and my wedding stuff, you know. Like, I can't wait to spend my life with them. Or maybe, maybe you grew up in a broken home and you've been begging God, like, I need some restored relationships. I need some healing from abuse and substance abuse, God. You're begging him for those things. You prayed so hard to get that job. You're like, if God, if you give me this job, I'll give you everything. I'll give every paycheck to you. You know, you're like, I just have to get this job, this moment. You're praying so hard for it. Or you're begging God, man, I just want to be a parent. I want to be a mom so bad. And whether my womb is empty or maybe you've suffered a loss or the sorrow that comes along with so many things in parenting, you're like, God, just let me be a parent. Or maybe you took that extra step and said, God, you know what? I'm not just opening up my womb. I'm opening my heart and my house to a kid in need. God, I want kids to come into my house. I want to foster them. I want to adopt them. I want to make a big difference in the life of someone somebody who needs some help. And then you prayed that those kids would grow up in wisdom and be world changers. You know, it's funny when you think about most everything in our life that we have in our family was the result of something that we had prayed for back in the day coming today. But now sometimes that blessing that God gave you has become a burden. It's become kind of a heavy load to bear. And so I really believe that today God has something special for each of us, a call to remember how those things that we prayed for, our circumstances, the things in our lives, and really see them for the blessing that they are today. So our last song today was written actually at the beginning of March 2020. So not really a song that made us, but one that is making us. Um, and it was first shared at a church service on the very last Sunday before everything shut down for the COVID lockdown. So wrote the song on Thursday, shared it on Sunday. Little did they know next week there would be no more in-person church. And the writers of the song shared that they came together with this deep desire for a song for the church to hold. And they had no idea why, probably what was coming. But they said, God just really given me this burden. I want a song for the church. And so they had worked all day on a song. They were getting ready to put some tracks down for it. And Pastor Stephen Furtick, one of the 
writers of this song said, you know, I'd always kind of wanted to write a song about the benediction, one of those great, you know, prayers in the Bible. And they were kind of like, yeah, well, they kind of followed the rabbit trail of God, so to speak. And God let them write this song for the church. He used them for that. And God wrote a song for a lockdown that they didn't know was coming, a song for some dark and some hard times across not just the U.S., but our entire world that leaned in and embraced this song as their own, a song for the church, a song when the blessing would become a burden. And can I share with you today that we see that God wants to take your burden today. In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, it says this, and Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you, what does it say? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear. The burden I give you is light. Man, is there some moms in the house who could use some rest today? That deep, heavy soul rest. I bet all of us could use that. Jesus never wanted your blessings to be a burden today. He wanted to carry them for you, and he did. He promised to carry them. So I'm going to dedicate this song today to those of you who the blessing has become a burden. Life hasn't turned out just like you thought it would, and the things you once prayed for are now fading away. But I'd like to invite you to stand and worship one more time with us today. And this heart, this song that is a blessing over you and your family, it's the heart of our Father over his children, his deep desire to see each person in our world receive the blessings of God, his favor. So lean in and receive this blessing this morning. This song is The Blessing.
such a good God. 
You didn't leave us with no way to come to you, no way to walk through our troubles, God. You made a way for us. You went before us, God. You sought your favor to be on us. And I pray today as we enter in this space, God, we in this room, that if somebody walked in today and they didn't know that there was a God who loved them and a God who is for them, that they will not walk out of here without that hope today, God. We thank you that you send Jesus for us to make the way for us. And I pray that we leave today full of your hope, full of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. You guys can have a seat. Ooh, and now I'm going to take a nap because that was a little bit of work. No, I love it. That song is super, super powerful. It's obviously been on repeat in my house, in my heart for a while preparing for this. But God is for you. Don't miss that truth today. He is for you. And if you missed it, we said it a lot. So I hope that it's stuck, burned into your head today. But I love that this song comes right out of the scripture. It's pulled right out of there. Take some Bible verses, make it a song. So really, God is the one who wrote this song. But this blessing comes right out of the Old Testament in the book of Numbers. In chapter 6, God was giving some instructions to the leadership of Israel for what they were needing to do as they left Mount Sinai. And if you don't know the story, Moses kind of took them all out of slavery in Egypt. They wandered around for a really long time. They settled at Mount Sinai. And that's where God revealed himself to them. He gave them the Ten Commandments there. He showed Moses all of his glory in that moment. And the presence of God went with them there at Mount Sinai. So you can imagine that it might be kind of scary or a little bit weird to be like, okay, your presence is here, now we're moving this place. But God didn't leave them um, without a way to continue to know them. And so God wanted to make sure that there was a special and specific prayer of blessing on the people. So let's see what it says in Numbers 6, 22 through 27. It says, God says to Moses... Tell Aaron, who is kind of the chief priest, worship guy in the temple, and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. This promise of God that whenever this blessing is spoken, I promise I'm going to give my blessing to those people. God wants to pour his favor out on you today. Right here he says, I want you to have my peace, my protection. I want you to have the grace in your life that you need to do whatever it is I'm calling you to do that day. That's the blessing God has for you. And I love this when we look ahead to see God saying, I want my favor to be on you. We see Jesus coming of age in the temple. He's 30 years old. He's doing his Jesus thing. And he says, today's the day I'm starting my ministry. So I'm going to roll up to my temple and I'm going to open up the scroll. And he opens it to Isaiah 61, a prophecy about himself that he's getting ready to tell everybody that he's going to fulfill. And I want you to see what it says here in Luke 4, 18 through 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's, what's it say? Favor has come. How cool is that? God said how many thousands of years ago, I want my favor to be on you. And Jesus shows up in the temple and says, it's here. I'm here. Do you see it in me? God wants to bless you. He is for you. And I love that he's, Jesus goes before you and gives you grace for whatever you're facing. So like we talked about at the beginning, it can be really easy to forget God's favor and to not be able to see his blessing on our lives every day. You know, it's so easy to believe those lies in your head. I'm not good enough. This situation is impossible. They're never going to listen. It won't change. I'm all alone. This is too hard. God can't do this. Those lies that are in your head from Satan. And I know you might be thinking like I sing on stage up here and I'm the pastor's wife. So I clearly have a halo that sits here-ish and I walk around. I pick it down a couple times a week to polish it to make sure everybody can see just how shiny it is. Um, you know, like I have an endless amount of energy and joy to do everything that comes my way. And angels wash my dishes and do my laundry. Miracles just kind of sprout around. No, this is all totally made up lies. If you know me, you know that is not true. 
Like all of you, we're super busy. We're busy doing awesome stuff, you know, parenting and going to work and doing ministry. Like, but we're busy and you get tired, you know. I white butts for Jesus on like a daily basis. I wake up all night long for whichever random child decided that sleep was not important to them that night. Um, you know, my work projects will pile up until they feel like they're going to take you over. My husband, in his terms, wants to get frisky. And I'm like, ain't nobody got time for that, okay? This is it's common in our house that that has a bedtime. Um, you know, and to be real honest with you, I hate laundry. My mother and father can attest that that has been true of me my whole entire life. Um, but Sean actually does like 99% of the laundry. And like if he has a busy week and I do some of the laundry, it's true. It's like hour to wash, hour to dry, seven to 10 business days before Diane is going to fold the laundry and put it away. It becomes like a staple in the room where like the dog thinks it's her bed. She's just like sleeping on the clean laundry because it's just always there if Sean doesn't put it away. So thanks, babe. You're great. <laughs> It's not Father's Day. I'm going to come back around and talk about the laundry again for that. No. Um, but, man, it's easy to forget the blessings when you're in the burden. You're carrying that heavy load. Day in and day out feels like it's weighing on you. Man, you are always faced with that relationship that's broken. Maybe your marriage is broken and hurting. Maybe your family's broken or somebody who was supposed to care about you didn't. Um, maybe that prodigal won't come home right now, or maybe your bundle of joy came home from the hospital and turned into a troubled teenager, right? I know there's some amens in the house. Or maybe there's the even worse that you didn't get to bring your baby home from the hospital. Or maybe a dream that you worked so hard for was rejected or it was shut down. Maybe you were made to feel not enough for a job or promotion. Or maybe your body and your health just can't keep up with all the things you want to do, all the things you feel called to today. And I hope that you hear this today. Someone in here today needs to hear that God is for you. In any of those circumstances, he is for you. He is for you. And in the midst of the chaos, in the face of your fears, in spite of all the difficulties you face, God is for you today. I hope you hear that. He is for you. We read in that first verse that specific prayer from number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. He Lord, turn his face towards you and give you peace. And I love, it's so cool, in number six, this specific blessing, God wrote it down so that the priest would never forget to do it. I want my people to be blessed, so I'm going to write this here so that every time you leave the temple, you're going to read it to make sure they don't miss a blessing. There's no, like, forgetful preacher or, oh, we're running out of time, we better cut the blessing. God's like, no, I want my people to have a blessing every single time. And something's really cool if you look at the Hebrew root word of you there, may his favor be upon you. Yes, he wrote a blessing blessing for the entire nation of Israel to have, but the you is singular. So everybody gets a blessing, but he was thinking specifically of you. He was thinking of Diane Petrie, you. I want my favor to be on Diane. He knows my kids by name. I want my favor to be on them today. And he's thinking of you and your family, and your children, and their children. It's like Oprah. He's like, and you get a blessing, and you get a blessing, and everybody gets a blessing, you know? God is not going to run out of blessings for us. He has enough for every person. And there's so much power in our lives when we start to see the faithfulness of God to say, I want you to have a blessing, and you're going to have it. That power is released when we see, look in Deuteronomy 7, 9. It says, understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is a faithful God who will keep his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. We sang in the bridge, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations in your family and your children and their children and their children. God is faithful. And he's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his word. I love, I looked up a generation in the Bible is about 38 years. So if you're going to be faithful through a thousand generations, it's about 38,000 years. And this was actually written probably like 3,500 years ago. So if you look at it in those terms, God is just getting started. Like, look at what God has done over the last, you know, so few thousand years. And he's got ten times that to go, to move, to keep going. His promises are faithful to you, and he wants to bless you today. I had this cool revelation when I think about So I've been pregnant three times, and I've been singing on a stage almost all of those times. Um, and so you get this kind of like you like are singing, and your like baby gets to be like wrapped up in that worship. Yes, here's a picture of me, pregnant, singing with my mouth open real wide. It does that. Um, that's how you really know you're doing a good job, if you can open your mouth really wide. Um, no, but have this, I'm a kind of a nerdy science person. And so if you know anything about having like a baby girl inside of you, which this is actually when I was pregnant with my, I didn't know at the time then, but now baby girl Emery, who is um, she's two and a half, almost three. Um, 
Little baby girls have every egg that they will ever have inside of them developed inside. So what is really cool about this picture in this moment is I'm not just singing over my unborn baby girl that's inside of my tummy, but I'm also singing over every one of her children that could potentially be in her too. So in just this one image is captured like a blessing from to me and my family and my children and their children all wrapped up in one thing. And to be a part of that cool miracle of God in that moment Think about how many miracles are out there and things in that way that we don't even see what God is doing. We play such a small part in his big story. And it just, it gives me goosebumps to think about the power of all of those little babies in there and like the blessing that they can have on their generation praying over them. It's not just one generation, but generation upon generation. And God wants the blessing for them. You know, he wants to take your burdens. He wants to bless you today. And not just when things are going great. The next part of the bridge says, in the morning and in the evening, in your coming and going, in your weeping and rejoicing, he is for you. He is for you. Our God's not a God who is afraid of sorrow. He knows that today, Mother's Day, is a hard day for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Relationships that are broken, pain that's happened, loss and sorrow. And in your weeping and rejoicing, you can know together that God is with you in those moments. He wants to help carry those burdens of pain and sorrow with you. As a matter of fact, Jesus came for our burdens. Check this out in Mark 2. It says, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And Jesus didn't come for Instagram you. He came for your mess. He came for your darkest nights. He came for your struggles, your pain, your addictions, the secret areas we've talked about in this series. He wants to take your burdens and carry them for you. As a matter of fact, he already did, but sometimes we like to hang on to that burden, right? We like to keep carrying it. And unlike me, um, Jesus did his best work while he was burdened. He was anticipating the cross his entire life because it had been prophesied to be so. He knew it was coming. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, we really see him come down to that point where he had to weigh what God was asking him to do. And so in Matthew 26, 38, we see him weighing not just the physical suffering, which would be unimaginable and terrible, but also the emotional and spiritual weight of carrying every sin for all time as separation from God. And Jesus said to them, he's talking to the disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And I can imagine in a room the size Jesus is not alone, that he had felt sorrow to the point of death before. You have a savior who has real experiences of pain and sorrow. He has walked with you. He has felt everything you felt, yet without sin, to carry that weight for you. And he asked them, he said, stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Sweating literal drops of blood for the anguish he was feeling for what was about to take place. Because he knew, we see in Isaiah 53, the prophecy is that surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. It is out of the greatest burden ever carried that our greatest blessing came. Our greatest burden that ever existed, that was ever carried by anybody, resulted in the greatest blessing for us, eternal life with God, the ability to know him. And catch this, in Acts 2.24, this is amazing. But God raised him from the dead, not just his death on the cross, but victory over the ultimate burden of death, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep a hold on him. Even death couldn't contain the blessings of God. In Romans 5, because one person, who is Adam, disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person, Jesus, obeyed God, many will be made righteous. I mean, Jesus is our ultimate blessing today for all people, for all generations. God wrote this song in number six with you in mind, knowing Jesus was going to come, not just for the whole world, but for you, to put a blessing on your life, to bless you with the gift of God forever. God knew our way to him was blocked, but he sent Jesus to die for you today. But he didn't just send Jesus to die for your eternity and the future, this mystical thing. He sent Jesus for your today, for the hard burden that you're carrying, for the things that you're going through. It says in Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be, what does it say? 
burdened. Don't let yourselves be burdened again by your yoke of slavery. We're talking about the very beginning. Jesus wants to carry that yoke with you. If you know anything about oxen, which I don't know a whole lot, but there's always two oxen and they're yoked together with this wooden thing and that's a yoke. And they're walking around and there's one like super strong oxen and one like kind of wimp like limping along oxen. That would be me if I actually had to plow anything hard because I'm real out of shape. And so Jesus is this big oxen. He's like, come on with me. Carry the load with me. I've already got this. I've already carried your burden. We're going to go and we're going to plow this field, but we don't like to let Jesus carry the load. We like to stay yoked to our sin. We like to stay yoked to the things that hold us back. And I can tell you today, you're not tied to the plow of your past, to things that have happened to you, to things that you're done. You're not even tied to the person sitting next to you, if that might be a problem today. You know, it's really easy to make those excuses to say, like, you know, once my kids grow up, or if my ex would just play fair, or if my boss would just see how hard I'm working, or once the house is paid off, or when COVID is done, we make these excuses or reasons in our life why we can't let go of this yoke that is burdening us, that's holding us down. But can I tell you, you are blessed because Jesus has tied himself to you. He's like, I don't care if you want to or not. You're riding with me, homie. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm your strong oxen. I'm taking you. We're going. His yoke is easy because he's carrying the weight of the burden with you. He takes that off your shoulders and that is where you find that rest. It's good to take a nap, but that rest for your soul is something that just doesn't come with a little bit of rest. And that's sometimes where we hold that. So I'm going to tell you today, Jesus has taken that yoke from you. Don't you dare pick it up again, like it said in Galatians 5. Don't go back to that oppression and that. You have no more shame. You have no more condemnation. And can I tell you today, Mom, you're enough. You're complete. You have enough faith and enough fullness in your life to do all the things that God has called you to do. You're enough to be that mama. You're enough if you're not a mama. You are enough to do what God has called you to do today because he has carried that weight for you because he is for you. And so it begs the question today, if Jesus can lay his life down to be a blessing to us, to show us God's favor, then we are called to be a blessing to others. He laid down his life for us so that we can give the blessing back to others. I want you to see this in 1 John 3.16. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for the brothers and sisters. Man, the greatest blessing of your life, I will tell you now, is not just in receiving a blessing and holding a blessing and having a blessing and hoarding all the blessings that God has given us. We're very fortunate in that way. God has given so much. The biggest blessing you have is found in pouring a blessing out to somebody else in your life. It's like Mother Teresa said, I can't change the whole world, but I can change one person and I can start with the one closest to me. Being a blessing is a lot that way too because we're hard on the people that are closest to us in our lives. But God says, you know what? You want to have my favor in my life? I want you to work hard to give that blessing back. I want you to be willing to serve. I want you to be willing to give back to others. I want you to work hard. I want you to take action. God is not just for you today so that you can receive that blessing. He wants you to be a blessing. And today, Mother's Day, we'll talk about he wants you to be a blessing to the next generation. The heart of the Father God translates onto our lives in that way. He wants a blessing for us in the same way. Man, I don't know about you, but I want a blessing for my kids. I want to be a blessing to my spouse, to my coworkers, to the team that I lead. I want God's favor on all of those people just because God wants his favor on me. And he's called us to have a deep desire for God's favor on somebody else. That's like the definition of a blessing. I have a deep desire for God's favor to be on those people that are close to me. So you might be asking today, okay, how do I be a blessing to others? And I have just one thought for you today. And it's this, I want you to believe that God can do the impossible in your relationships. One thought, believe that God, the God of the impossible, can mend those relationships that are hurting. On the hard days, he will be there. On the days when you call and they don't pick up, on the days when it seems impossible, when you're going through a hard season of sickness or pain, God is the great physician, the great healer. And you know what happens, happens to me. Satan can get us to focus on the burden 
instead of the blessings. Get focused on the day-to-day things where people have hurt us, people have let us down. It's easy to be that way. It's easy to look at the people closest to me and feel disappointment or anger when they don't do what I want them to do. It's easy to say, if I can just control this situation, get all these kids in a row and this spouse whipped into shape, then man, I am going to be good. We're going to have this thing together. If I can set up all these rules and if everybody just keeps track of all the rules I need them to do to be in control of this situation, then we'll be good. Nobody will disappoint me. Nobody will let me down. Man, I can get stuck in my head. I better not just say anything because what does it matter? I can live in this world of impossibility. But I have something for you today and it's really been weighing powerfully on me. And if you let Satan control your eyes, then you'll always find what you're looking for. If he's controlling how you see the things around you, then you're always gonna find it. You have to stop doing that. The writers of this song didn't just happen on accident upon this blessing. It sounds kind of that way, but they spent all day looking for a song for the church. They were looking for a way to be a blessing and God provided it. Satan doesn't do that. Satan helps you to see the negative, to see when your kids have messed up, to see when your spouse let you down, to see these areas in your life that are causing you pain, these broken relationships. When you're looking for that, that's all you'll see. But God didn't see us that way. He doesn't burden us with a list of rules and say, if you just measure up, then you can have it. Because God saw something in you worth dying for. He saw something in you and he believes in you. He wants a relationship with you. He sees the very best in you. And today you're a blessing to others because he's asked us to do that same thing. In John 15, 13, it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for their friends. So today I'm asking you to lay down the burden of control for the people around you. Lay down the burden of judgment. Lay down your personal ambitions that get in the way of being a life-giving blessing to the people closest to you. Don't just see the people around you for the ways they've messed up, but see their soul. See their potential. See them like God sees. You have to start seeing people the way God sees them, for who they're becoming, for who they have the potential to be, for who they could be if we just walked alongside them. And God doesn't see people for who they are today. He looks past their mess and their problems and the disappointments and the ways that they screwed up. They know that stuff. He's not looking for the burden of walking alongside people. God sees people for who they're becoming. And you can do that too. You can start today on the car ride home. You can look at your kid and say, man, I know you are just growing up to be such a strong boy. Man, you are brave. Thank you for saying that. Or you're a sensitive kid. Man, you are so tenderhearted. Don't lose that. You have such a care and a passion for people. See the things in people that make them so special that they're gifted for. They're uniquely able to do. They're passionate about. Have the I see in you conversation because we don't do that enough. I don't say, you know what, I see this ability in you. A few words can change the whole trajectory of somebody's life, knowing that somebody believes in them and sees the best in them. Your greatest blessing today is going to be a conduit for God to do the impossible in somebody else's life. Do you believe that this morning? Because God does the impossible and he does it through you. Your greatest blessing today is to be that conduit for God to move in someone else's life. And I always look and think and reflect on being a mom and what does that mean? And in my family, my job is to be everyone's number one fan. That's my job. People don't need to be torn down more. I don't need to, you know, we get enough negativity in our life. My job every Sunday in the car ride home is like, man, babe, that sermon was on fire, man. I think you said, come on somebody like 18 times, man. That was so good. Not only that, man, your muscles were like bulging through the jacket. I think it ripped because you're so strong. Like, you're incredible. Like, man, you lead our family so well. I love the way you come alongside me. We parent together. I love the way you lead us well and that you speak truth into us and you care so much to make sure that we're doing what God's called us to do as a family. Thank you for that. And it's kind of selfish because when he's at his best is the only time I get to be at my best. If I spend all my days tearing him down, noticing every little wrong thing and that, it doesn't make me better. It certainly doesn't make us better or this better. My job is to be his number one fan. And on Mother's Day especially, man, I can do that my kids too. We have preschoolers in the house, y'all. There is something messed up, pooped on, drawn on, painted on every single day, like five times a day. It's so easy to see them in that moment and be like, why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense. 
Or I can stop and be like, man, you were really focused on that. Or you guys worked really hard together to sharpie this whole wall. Like, good job loving each other, you know? Like, see the good in them, you know? Whether I understand it or not, man, like, they have so much to give. And they're looking to us for, you know, they want their mom to love them, to approve of them. See the things in them that make them so unique. Applaud when they're brave and they're strong. Applaud when they... Show those leadership skills, you know, that end up getting them a timeout in their room. <laughs> but celebrate those things with them. Be their biggest fan. Help them see what they're good at. Help look and see how much little faith they have in those little, or how big faith they have in those little bitty bodies. Because we say it a lot that the best fruit grows on other people's trees, which means it's the best part of ministry is getting to help other people grow and see what they can do for God. And I would agree with that. And I would say water the orchard, you know. Let's water all the trees. I want to see all the fruit we can. But I think I would add to that to say the sweetest fruit comes from the seeds you planted yourself. And that's probably why it's so cool to be a grandparent because you planted those seeds and now you're seeing the repercussions of that come to fruition in the next generation. It's powerful. It's sweet fruit. But I can tell you the transformation is only gonna come in those people's lives when you make a commitment today to see them how God sees them. When you give of your time, you give your care, you give those words. You might need to call somebody right now, like, you know, later in a minute when Sean's talking. But how deeply do you want the impossible to happen in your relationships today? Because we serve the God of the impossible. And all things are possible when we lean into him, we trust, we love like he does. You today can be the conduit of release of the burden for somebody in your life. And we saw this passage at the beginning in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, where Jesus takes the burden off of us. But I would like to do a little extension of it today is that this is instructions for how you can take the burden off of those people around you. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear. The burden I give you is light. May we give a light burden. We see as God sees and be amazed at the impossible that happens in our life around it because today God is for you so that you can be for others. Let's pray. God, you're so good to go before us, to send your favor, to make a way that we could know you. And I pray today that maybe there's some people in here who say, I've been missing the blessing. I'm carrying this burden too much and I don't want it anymore, God. I wanna lift this up, give this burden to you. I don't wanna be a controlling person. I wanna see each person in my life as you see them, God, for the best in them, to be their biggest fan, their encourager. And maybe some of you today say, you know what, I haven't been that person. I haven't been believing in the people around me. And if that's you today, if you just lift up your hand, I'd love to pray for you. God, so much we want to be people in control, but we're not. God, you are. And so I pray we would lean into you, be the kind of people who are humble and kind, the people who see the best in those around us. And I pray that you would just lift up these burdens of control and help us to see the blessing today, God. We so don't want to miss the blessing. And we want to believe the best in those around us. And maybe today you've never given your full burden of sin to Jesus. You'd say, you know what? I'm not really sure what this Jesus thing you're talking about is. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose again in victory and he now sits in heaven so that we can have a way to come to God. He made the way, his favor on us. And Jesus is for you. He made the way for you. He is God's favor for you and he wants your life. And so maybe you've never made that decision today and you would raise your hand and say, you know what? I'm not sure that I know Jesus today, but I would love to know him. I'd love to learn more. If you lift up your hand, we'd love to pray for you as well today. And you can pray this prayer and you can say, God, I don't know much, but I know that I'm lost and I need a savior to save me. I can't carry this burden all on my own. I can't carry the weight of this sin, but God, I trust you that you can carry it. And I wanna be yoked next to you. I wanna come alongside you. Please take this burden, God. I love you and I'm thankful for you. Thank you for giving me life and now you can have mine. In full surrender, you'd say, God, I'm yours today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's give a hand to everybody who gave their life to Jesus today. Come on, who's blessed today? Man, that was good. Man, he is for you and he is for you and he is for you and he is for you. Man, that song tore me up. He is for you. 
And I kind of say thanks, Diane, for being a conduit, not just to me, to our kids, but to our church, to our community, to our family. Come on, give it up for Diane. And all the moms out there, all the ladies out there, give it up for them one more time. We love you. Thank you for being a conduit for everybody, loving people, making a difference. I want to encourage you, maybe today you realize for the first time that Jesus is for you. And you gave your life to Jesus. It's not the prayer that saves you, but it's your heart towards God. The Bible says anybody who calls the name of Jesus is saved, forgiven, and made new. And today you made that decision. And so I would encourage you to let us know about your decision because you just had the most radical transformation ever happen in your life. We want to help you on your next steps with Jesus. We want to give you those next steps. So if you can communicate, communicate to us, we're going to have somebody come alongside you, pour into you, give you your next step, show you what it is to follow Jesus. And so if you can reach out, you can just text RLNEXT to 97000. We'd love to connect with you and really get you on the right path to follow Jesus. We've been doing this for a long time. We can point you to who God is and his faithfulness. We have a gift for you on the way out. If you receive Jesus, there is a bag. It's got a Bible in it, that red bag out around by the door. Just take that and have that as a gift and start to follow Jesus. I want to give you guys some next steps of the church to be a blessing. Number one is this. God probably put somebody on your heart during that message that you're called to bless today. Now, obviously, your mom, come on, somebody. Not too late, guys. You can do this. All right? But there's somebody that God put in your heart to bless. I encourage you, don't let this week go by without doing it. Make a plan today to bless that person. You know, God's blessings don't start, don't stop with us. It's not what we have, but it's what we give. And that's where the blessing begins with somebody else. Being a conduit, planting a seed. And I believe every seat in this room is a blessing that needs to be planted. Every empty seat is somebody who needs Jesus. Every empty seat is somebody who just needs to be reminded they have enough, that you care for them. So I would encourage you to reach out. There's somebody in your family, maybe a neighbor, a friend. Man, let them know that God is for them, that you are for them. Second thing is this, next up for everybody, is that if you want to be a blessing to somebody, I would encourage you to live on mission. One of the best ways to live on mission, at least through our church, is a thing called Crash Course. Crash Course is your way to get plugged into what God is doing here. It's a, not a crazy, crazy program, but it's designed to help you find your purpose in Jesus and get connected to make a difference, be a conduit to God. We go through four things. We talk about what is to know God, and how do you know God? How do you follow Jesus? What does it look like in your life? We do an assessment of your relationships. Who's pouring into you? Who are you pouring into? Who's beside you? We try to figure out what's your next step to know God. Second thing is we try to help you get past your past. We all have residue, we have things we've walked through, we have burdens, we have pain, all those different things. We talk about how to find freedom in Jesus. Third thing is we talk about your purpose. How's God gifted you? And you are uniquely gifted, I promise you that. It takes all sorts, come on somebody. And you know, all these gifts you guys have, you use for Jesus and we connect that to making a difference. Can I encourage you to live on mission, to be a blessing? I mean, we don't show up as a consumer, we show up as a contributor, amen? We come ready to give something to Jesus. We come ready to give something back to the community. Our church doesn't exist on Sunday mornings. Our church exists throughout the whole rest that we come here to celebrate. And so I would encourage you to be on mission with us. Last thing is this, be a blessing. You'd be a blessing just through your generosity. Your generosity makes all the difference in the world for our church. We have a huge vision for our city, a vision that far exceeds our resources, and it's your giving that sets the pace, amen? When God puts something on your heart, be a part of what God is doing here, seeing these lives changed, when you give, you accelerate that vision. This last month, we had over 10 youth kids come to Christ in real life youth. Come on, somebody. You might be in the room today. It's incredible. Every single gathering, we have people coming to Christ, people online, people in this space. And so I kind of encourage you to be a part of this. We were launching a real life hope center in the middle of design phase, planning and putting stuff together. But you guys are setting the pace for that. You guys have the vision for us to reach out into this community and make a difference in the lives of people. You guys play a part of every soul, every person changed. We give out free counseling, four sessions for free for a professional counselor. It ain't cheap. We pay for it because we know God wants to use your life. In this season, so much depression, so much suicide, so much pain, so much families falling apart. We want to lead the way for redemption and restoration and revival in our city. You guys play a part of that every single week. And so when you guys give here, it goes well beyond turn on the lights. Come on, somebody. It makes a difference in the lives of people. I want to encourage you to be a part of this. It's not what you have. It's not what you keep. It's what you give that makes the blessing. Today, you can give three ways. One, you can give online, reallifechurchkc.com. You can text any amount to 84321, or you can give in the giving box on the way out the door. I encourage you to be a part of what God is doing here. Man, when you move from you to we, it makes all the difference in the world. I'll have all this one last thing. I want you guys to celebrate. we got an awesome video to honor you as moms and ladies in the house. I know you're going to love it. Check it out. Thank <laughs> you.
Come on, happy Mother's Day, Real Life Church. All you ladies, all you moms out there, we wanna say a big heartfelt thank you for pouring into us. Man, all started back when we were little kids, you got this playground. Man, all those little words that you've spoken into our lives, man, made all the difference. You've been our biggest fans. You've encouraged us. You've carried us, literally. And so I wanna say thank you from the bottom of our heart for all of you ladies making a huge difference in our lives. And today, we're gonna to celebrate you. We have something very special, surprise from you. You're gonna hear from some of our kids today. Check it out. I'm gonna ask you some questions about mommy, okay? Okay. What's mommy do for work? Pictures? Nurse. I work with the dentist. At work and she drives her car. Work and uh, help us play. She works. <laughs> she does everything. What is mommy's favorite store? Target. Aldi's. Yeah. Coffee door. Coffee door. Walmart. Aldi. Target. The cone shop. The what? The cone shop. The cone shop? Yeah. What's that? It went with ABCD. ABCDAFG. Really? And what does mommy smell like? Beautiful red roses. What does mom smell like? Honey. Beautiful flowers that are pink and shiny, my favorite color. She smells she smell like perfume. Oh, that's a good answer. Good. What's your favorite thing about Ice mom? cream. No, about mom. Mm -hmm. Mommy and daughter dates. What's your favorite thing about mommy? She says, I love you. Uh, he paints. She paints? Yeah, with me. What does she paint? Uh, he paints an animal with a rhino on the top. Um, I like that she's understanding and she always is making jokes and singing along to a song and making me happy when I'm sad. She smells nice. Because I take care of me. She's my mom. So everybody knows Everybody loves them all, no matter what. So what's the first memory you remember with your mom? Um, I remember her reading to me in my room. Uh, we read the kids' Bible a lot. Um, but also I remember when I broke my leg, my other family was skiing. She would stay inside with me and care for me. Going on vacations, like to Colorado with her. I like mom because he's nice. Favorite thing doing with mommy is loving her. It's oh. very like her. She helps me with my homework and chores. And she also, she's always kind of my main supporter. Uh, I just love her because I love to target her and just Talk to Levi about poopy stuff. She feeds me. Anything else? No. <laughs> Why are you thankful for mom? Because me and mom got baptized. She goes to all of our games that she can. She helps me clean up a, 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 a toy room when you need help. What's her best meal she cooks? Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, chicken, french fries. She may not seem like the type, but she is definitely a wrestler. She can pin anybody, almost, even, especially my brothers. Sometimes she cleans dishes all by herself, and I help a little bit by doing just one thing. That gives me more tablet time. What has mom taught you? How to be respectful and stuff and be kind and be kind to others. She taught me how to be respectful and caring for other people. And Mom taught me how to go potty. Minuses. How much do you love, Mom? With all my heart. A billion, trillion, zillion, billion. 
A hundred. How much is a hundred? A lot. You can cut to a hundred. That's a hundred. This is a hundred, Dad. See? Okay. One hundred thousand and a hundred and million and fifty thousand. So much. If there were all the mice in the world, it wouldn't add up to how much I love mom. I like you, mommy! You're the best mom in the whole world. I love you. Hi, mommy. I love you. I love you, mom. I love you, mom. I love you, mommy. Love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. I love you, mom. I love you, mommy. I love you, mom. I love you so much, and I love you. I love you! We love you, mom! How much does mom love you? With all her heart. And she'll do anything to protect me. And mom, happy Mother's Day. Be happy Mother's Day. Singing Mommy's Day. Can you hear it? Can you hear it while you're working? Can you hear it with the kids? Can you hear it while you're cooking? Can you hear it? Can you hear it while you're cleaning? Can you hear it? Can you hear it with Netflix? Oftentimes we struggle, man, to set down the remote in life and hear the voice of God. Can you hear it in this season? Well, this next Sunday, we start a brand new series called Awaken. I mean, to set down the distractions and pick up God's everyday power in your life. Man, happy Mother's Day to all the women in the house today. And let's just celebrate big today. Come on, guys. I'm going to talk to the guys for a minute. Let's do it up big today. But you know what? Let's do it up big every day because they deserve it. But hey, you know what? Whether you are a mother or not, ladies, you are so valuable and just so important in everything we do here at Real Life. And I know that you have so many people that you impact. So if you are a lady, you need to get something on the way out the door. We have a special gift for every lady in the house. So please, please don't leave without doing that. And... And don't leave without getting a photo in our photo booth. We put up this beautiful photo booth. It's gonna look so awesome with you and your family, whoever you are. So family and friends, get out there and do that. If you need prayer, we're ha we have people up here that would just love to pray with you. And I don't just say that, guys. There are people that like, that's their gift. And they have so much just encouraging words for you. So if you need prayer, don't leave without getting some of that. And remember how at the beginning I said, what would happen if you gave the next three weeks to God. If you gave the next three Sundays to coming back to Real Life Church, well, next week is an awesome opportunity as we start the brand new series, Awaken, at 9.30 or 11. You don't want to miss that. And remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers Real Life and Purpose. Happy Mother's Day. Ladies, we love you.